Welcome to The Bottleneck. The Bottleneck is a podcast dedicated to the love of factory and automation games. We're here to bring you the latest news and game reviews in the genre. I'm your host, Dave, joined by my fellow co-host, longtime friend and virtual drinking buddy, Chris. Also joining us this week is our audio engineer, Kamal. Kamal is a longtime friend and fellow drinking buddy. The three of us have a strong friendship going back decades. As usual, we'll start off today talking about our first bottleneck, what's in the glass. Kamal, why don't you start us off with what you're drinking? I've got a uh, can of Sweet Baby Jesus that I am just opening now. That's something I'd usually pick for myself. I've had it before and enjoyed one, but I wouldn't get it again. But happened to have it, and uh, it was in hand, so that's what I'm having. And it is good, don't get me wrong, just uh, it's a lot. What is it? That's a peanut butter stout, ah. or peanut butter porter, sorry. I was like, I'm pretty sure I've had that one in the past, I recall. It's a pretty, pretty sweet beer. Very sweet, yeah. Very, it's a, very sugary, yeah. It's, it's a little sweeter than I usually like, uh, but it yeah. Reminds me of, yeah. It, it reminds me of the uh, Belching Beaver, if you've ever had their, their peanut butter stout. Yeah, same do. thing. Uh, like a half, of a half a glass of that, and I'm good. <laughs> What about you, Dave? What are you drinking? Uh, I picked up some Great Lakes when I was in Ohio last week and got to see Kamal. And I am now drinking a Kick Around, which is a, it says it's refreshingly tart with passion fruit, guava, and orange. Um, it is quite delicious. It's a little bit sour, not too sweet. Um, I don't even know exactly what style it claims to be. <laughs> Probably like a Goza. But yeah, it's, it's, Quite tasty, a great summer beer. How about you, Chris? I got uh, Outer Limits by Clown Shoes. So I'm a big fan of Clown Shoes beers. My favorite offering from them, the Porcinina Dragon. It's a pretty rare offering these days, but drinking their Outer Limits, picked it up at the local beer store. Uh, it's a cold IPA. Uh, very delicious. Not too hoppy, but a lot of real nice hot flavors to it. Overall, uh, a, a big fan of it. Sounds tasty. So on this episode's current events and news, the big notable patches, uh, the obvious one that everybody's talking about is the big news out of Coffee Stain Studio with the release to Satisfactory Update 8. Uh, this was released to the Experimental Branch, so it's not quite released to the general availability with early access, but it is out there if you want to play it. Uh, since they've released up to eight, I think there's already been five patches to it and an announcement that Coffee Stains is going on vacation, their summer vacation. Um, the unfortunate sad news that came out of the update eight is the much beloved community manager Jace is moving on and doing his own thing now. So head over to his YouTube channel. He's doing a lot of fun stuff, a lot of satisfactory playthroughs. So head over there and give him some love. Uh, Thomas Chef released the Lunar Update with some new recipes, new machines, new levels, and new ingredients. That one is a bit more of a puzzler than a full-on automation game, but still pretty interesting. Uh, Captain of Industry has released Update 1 officially, so that one is now out. Head over there and grab the latest update. Yeah, that was a little bit uh, sort of like Update 8 for Satisfactory. There was a lot of graphical updates and a lot of changes that optimize the game, but not a massive amount of content. Though still a fair number of new machines and products and things like that. 
but I think we talked about that in the last episode a little. Yeah, we gave a sneak peek to it in the last episode, and now it's officially up. Yeah. Factorio just released a ton of little updates. Uh, a big one for the Steam Deck, enabling controller support on the PC, which is very exciting for people like Chris, who actually have a Steam Deck. And then Combine and Conquer went through a major art overhaul on the in-game assets. So a nice updated refresh to all of that. Uh, this is actually a Discord member of ours. He's an independent solo developer. Uh, so head over to itch.io and pick up a copy of the game and support him. Yep, and come chat with him in the Discord. Tell him how awesome his game is. Evo Space had a major update that involved primarily mod support. Also, some other things that I didn't really understand because I haven't managed to get into Evo Space yet. And then on to other automation and factory game news, Nova Lands uh, has gone full general availability. So it's not an early access. This game is now released to the public. So it's uh, 1.0. It's ready to go. And we'll get you a little bit more information about that later. Dyson Sphere program has been ramping up teasers around the combat system, Dark Fog. Sounds like they've been slogging through a lot of uh, a lot of trying to make sure it's fun and all balances well, but they're definitely making progress. And I believe they said they're still planning to release that this year. Infraspace has been releasing frequent updates showing off the previously promised updates to the building art and showcasing the new oil industry buildings. Uh, we're big fans of this because it's going to lend a good bit of complexity and depth to the game. Additionally, they were showing off a new map editor that will be coming soon that will allow players to customize their own maps. So still no procedural generation that I'm aware of, but at least there's a, uh, another layer to the replayability. Yeah, not that there's a whole lot you can do to make those maps interesting because they're pretty simple. It's not too much going on in them, but... Yeah, we'll see how it goes with that. Revive and Prosper got a demo. It's a very intriguing game, super early on, but it's got an interesting take on logistics and factories. So this week, with Novalands going full general availability, we decided to give it our full attention in this week's review. So Novalands is a third-person island-hopping factory and automation game brought to us by Behemoth. It is a great offering for those without a high-end gaming system as it offers gameplay that does not require a ton of graphical power to run, yet still provides a nice depth of gameplay and a lot of familiar traditional elements. The story is also a familiar one. You find yourself emerging from a crash-landed pod and have to rebuild and meet friends along the way. The game has your typical factory buildings like smelters, assembly machines, and there's even farming and ranching. The game has bots which provide your main source of automation. Three types to choose from, a collector that will go out and gather resources, combat bots that will guard an island or you can set it to attack creatures on an island, and logistics bots that will deliver resources to buildings and storage. The game has research stations with a nice progression that incorporates previously unlocked items. Unlike some other factory games, there are skill points which can be allocated to a skill tree that expands the number of bots per tower, smelting speeds, bot movement speed, etc., etc. 
There are creatures, some aggressive, that can be captured and added to the ranches. And this allows an automated collection of the creature's resources. Along the way, there are boss encounters that unlock valuable technology and upgrades. So, Dave, what was your initial impression on Novalands? I know this is one we just picked up recently during Next Fest. Yeah, this was a really enjoyable game. Um, I picked it up probably three or four days ago, and I've nearly played through the whole game. My um, Steam says that I have uh, 16 hours in the game. I A fair chunk of that, probably six to eight hours, is probably letting it run on its own while I wasn't paying attention, like often happens with factory games. But I've really enjoyed my time with it. I've almost beaten it in those 16 hours. Well, I, I have beaten it. I've gotten the end credits, and I've almost finished all the achievements as well. So it's a short game. Uh, it reminds me a ton of Forager, which is another game I enjoyed, but not as much as this one because the automation in this game is so much better. Uh, what were your initial impressions? Yeah, so I like this one because it was very easy to get going with it. Uh, do, right, do, it doesn't require a lot of complex setup, a lot of complex lo lo logistics. And for the vibe of the game, I thought it fit really well. Um, I'm only about eight hours in, but I am near the end of the research tree. I think I only have three or four to go. Um, but I unlocked the parts of the game around the rocket and the trading with the space station and, and all that. So I feel the end game coming on and, you know, we'll, we'll see where it gets. Um, I'm kind of curious, you know, post credits, what the end game actually looks like, uh, you know, it doesn't continue on forever, uh, what what exactly is there going to be intriguing to do at that point? Um, yeah, it, it kind of runs out of steam, hence my letting it sit in the background. Um, there still keep being things you can do, but I would say as much it it does a good job of continuing to introduce new things to do, but they do get a little bit less interesting as it seems like they're kind of reaching as it goes forward. Yeah, my only gripe, um, and this is probably purposeful, but I wish there was one more bot slot. I think the five is the max from what I've seen. I do wish there was one more. <laughs> yeah, but, my yeah. annoyance with that led me to figure out some interesting things with the logistics that helped me out a lot. Yeah. Um, and then you also get drone bays later on that let you move big stacks of items between islands. That helps a lot, too. Oh, yeah. But, so. Yeah, maybe when I get to that point, that'll alleviate that part of it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, one of the most interesting things I noticed is that you can set uh, the grabber arms that move things between islands. You can set them to receive a certain item, and your logistics spots will just move things to that. Right. Out of anything. So I found that to be very useful. Yeah, I've been and using it took those. took far too long to realize that. Oh, yeah. Been, I think I learned that when I played the demo previously. So when I when I got those inserters or the grabber arms, I was able to. Uh, it just reminds me of a, uh, you know, the the yellow inserter from Factorio. But yeah. Once once I got those unlocked, and this this is kind of my second playthrough. Is I remember doing that. So then, what did you think of the balance of the game? 
Uh, well, back to the gameplay real quick. I did think oh, that it was sorry. really interesting that you're sort of each island is its own entity and having having those bots doing things specifically on that island. Um, it kind of made you get creative and try to split your production in useful ways. So I really enjoyed the challenge of that, even if it did feel like I could have used one more bot slot. And it got a lot more fun to play once I got plus 400% speed to my uh, logistics bots. Yeah, that was, uh, I basically blitzed the, that part of the skill tree, right? I made sure I unlocked all the bot upgrades before I moved on to anything else. Yep, definitely the, the number one thing to look, look for. All right, so what do you think of the balance of the game? Um, it was pretty well balanced. Uh, end game buildings take forever to build things, which is a little annoying. Um, there are a good number of ways to speed things up. There's also a fun feature where eventually you can buy a house and rest in your house and you get bonus items while things idle. So uh, it's a, a fun nod to the fact that you're just going to let it sit there in the background while you're doing other things. Uh, all the recipes fit together nicely. You need... You know, you need all the different things from ranching sp specific items from animals to farming. It, it, it all plays in to the overall production. Uh, one of the favorite things, one of my favorite things about it is that there's a set of skills that let you pr construct buildings without some basic resources. So as you progress through the skill tree, you unlock the option to uh, first, go build things without stone or material bricks, um, so you can stop producing those bricks, and then you no longer need uh, copper and iron bars, and then et cetera, et cetera. That, that was just really, really useful. Another thing that I got as soon as I could in the skill tree that just made it less annoying to, to build things. Yeah, I just unlocked the stone and brick one yeah. earlier today. The biggest thing that bothered me about this game, though, is that you make steel from iron and copper, which makes absolutely zero sense. Yeah, that's a little bit of a head-scratcher. <laughs> and I, I kind of feel exactly the same way as you. It's For the most part, I thought everything made sense. You know, you need two or three ore to make one ingots of something. But then, yeah, iron and copper from... Or steel from iron and copper. That's uh, that's that's uh, maybe it should have been iron and some of the coal in the game. That would have made a little more sense. But you know, what are you gonna do? I understand. I'm guessing they worked hard to balance it, but still, I think it was finding another use for 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 copper more than anything. Yep. Other than that, though, I thought it was you know I thought everything's pretty well balanced. So nothing yeah, too out of control. What do you think about the controls? I know you played this mostly on the Steam Deck. Yeah, so or when the demo came out uh, last year, I played it on the PC and then purchased the full game a couple days ago on Steam on the, on the Steam Deck. So it is a deck verified uh, game. So it actually plays perfectly. You have the in-game icons for the Steam Deck are there. And I had no issues, no no fumbling or uh, uh, around. It actually plays really well. So, uh, you know, full 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 A plus on that one. What about you? 
Yeah, so I played with keyboard and mouse. Um, it did feel like it was designed with consoles or the deck in mind. Uh, it's a little bit awkward on keyboard and mouse. There are some times when it asks you to hit enter or escape. It usually also provides a button on the screen that you can just click with the mouse, which is nice. But um, it's, yeah, it's not perfect with keyboard and mouse. But I think if I had thought to switch to a gamepad, which I should have, uh, probably would have gone a little better for me. Um, the one thing that I did find annoying about the controls that I don't think that would fix is that the targeting is kind of annoying. So when I'm trying to like, when I have a bunch of buildings built close together and I'm trying to pull items out of one in particular or something like that, I often have a lot of trouble picking the building I want. Um, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll run up to the buildings and I'll press E to interact and it'll pop up another building that I, it's not the one I wanted to. That's also yeah. So on the Steam Deck, it actually puts a little like reticle around it, like a little, it uses the brackets. It almost looks like a yeah. double bracket. So, and it auto aims for you on everything. It basically picks the closest thing. So as long as you get close to it, it'll choose that building. So it's actually yeah, been really easy. Four buildings in a box. I oh yeah, totally. Running yeah. around trying to target the right one, and it's <laughs> giving me the wrong one, and it's annoying. Yeah, and the deck, I never, I didn't run into, into those issues, so they they must be doing something on the controller support to get yeah. around that. All right, I'll have to try with the controller. Yep. What do you think of the graphics and sound? So I think for uh, almost like a mobile esque type game, right, where it's playing with the controller on the Steam Deck, I thought it was perfect. It was easy to read. It looks good on the Steam Deck. And because it's not overly graphically intensive, uh, I was per projected for a solid six plus hours of gameplay and a single charge, uh, which is pretty good. So um, I thought it fit perfectly for the style of game. What about yeah, you? What a, are your thoughts? It's a pretty solid pixel art. Um, they do a really good job of differentiating things, even when they're fairly small icons for like the different objects in the world. You can still tell them apart quite easily. Um, yeah, they do a good job of iconography almost everywhere. Um, the sound is pretty good. It gets a little repetitive, as often does in this kind of game, but it's nice background music. Um, yeah, the one thing I did notice that's sort of related to this, but not really, is that it did chug a little bit at times um, when I had a really big factory. Uh, moving around could get a little, little tiny bit laggy, which surprised me. And sometimes when, when I was on one island, it seemed like the production on a different island wasn't necessarily working as I would have expected it to. Like I'd hop over and find that I had no no iron left in any of my machines, despite the fact that I thought I probably should have. But maybe I was just confused. Yeah, I did not uh, encounter any of those issues that I'm that I'm aware of. I mean, you're also further along, uh, and they're going to have a bigger factory, so I don't know. If yeah, and I have two islands with fifty plus machines. It's yeah. It's understandable. So then what about the weighted game? How did you feel? Uh, 
Yeah, it's a pretty chill game. There's not really any time pressure, but it's nice and short, so you can get through it pretty quickly. The combat is low key. Um, the bosses, like I, the bosses, are a little tough when you start, and also quite easy when you've got all the technology and all the upgrades. You can also bribe them or solve a puzzle instead of fighting all four of them, so that's nice. Uh, every time I ran into something that seemed like it would get annoying in terms of uh, you know, having to do the same thing a lot to get a resource, it would usually be something that the game gave me to make it a lot easier, even if it took a little bit to get there. So that, that was particularly nice that it, uh, it, tr- it seemed to actively avoid making things tedious as much as it could. Yeah, the only time that I've died in the game is, you know, when you play it on the Steam Deck, you have a tendency to just set it down for a second, right? To go get a cup of coffee or something, and I come back and my guy's dead because he ran out of oxygen because I forgot to take him back to the main island, and I didn't have the the oxygen transporters yet that link the islands together, so... Yeah, I felt like the whole oxygen, requiring oxygen from the oxygenator mechanic was a little bit unnecessary. Yeah, it's quickly uh, busy work. Yeah, it quickly becomes unnecessary. <laughs> yeah. Uh, other than that, uh, you know, re- the resources respawn, um, especially when you start to get 50 plus buildings on an island, they start to get in the way and you, they respawn as quick as you uh, harvest them. Yeah. So, but, you know, everything's unlimited in the game. So there's no real, uh, you know, no, no real outside pressures to have to deal with. And then uh, re- replayability and modding. Um, from what I understand, the, the layouts of the islands are procedurally generated or randomized. Um, the biomes of those islands obviously are locked into a specific uh, biome. And the layout or the resources available don't change. Um, but at least the layout and placement of the islands will change play to play. So that gives you a little bit of of randomness, but um, I'm not sure on re- re- replayability once you beat it. So, yeah, what, what are your thoughts? There is no modding. The game is fairly linear. I don't think I'm likely to play it again once I stop this play. Playtime is really like under 15 hours. So, you know, that all makes the price seem a little bit high if I'm only going to play it once for 15 hours. It's a $20 game by default. Um, and we got it on a decent sale, but it's, yeah, it, it, there's not much replayability here. And then final thoughts and, and overall on the game. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed playing through this. I would recommend it on sale for sure. Um, yeah, it's, it's a nice little bite-sized game. It's got some fun mechanics, some fun, interesting things that maybe other factory games could learn from. But it's, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much done with it, and I'm going to put it down and never go back to it, most likely. Yeah, unless they add a DLC or something major yeah. to the game, unlikely to. Um, I would definitely recommend it, especially if you can get it on sale. I mean, I always say support the developers. Um, you know, but if you have 20 bucks to, to spend, it's hard, you know, and you have a choice between this and like a Autonauts or something, I'd be hard pressed to, 
to recommend it over, you know, this one over the other. So, um, it's just my thoughts on it. I did enjoy it, but you know, total gameplay about 15 hours to beat it. Lose a little bit to be desired on the value standpoint, but it, it is a fun game. So, and there, there are a few things like, um, you, pr- you may not have gotten there yet, but there's like a mini game where you have to, um, you go out in an asteroid field and it just, it's kind of tedious and frustrating to deal with. Um, there, there's just, it seemed like they, they could have stopped adding things a little bit earlier, maybe made the game a little cheaper and it would have been just as fun, if not more so. So we got Kamal on the line today. I'm curious on his thoughts after uh, hearing us go back and yeah. forth on this game. As usual, he has not played the game, of course. But <laughs> but but would you play the game based on hearing that review today? Uh, yeah, I definitely would. I mean, one of the things that caught my interest is how uh, quickly you can get through it, which is interesting for me because I don't always have a lot of time. And if I come back to a game a few months later, it can be sometimes hard to get back into it. So I like being. I like the idea that I could finish it up in a in a week or two, and and uh, you know come back to it if I wanted to replay it, but not try to come back and figure out where I am in the middle of it. Yep. Yeah, definitely jump back in and sometimes resuming a game after putting it down is quite quite difficult. So, so then where can we find this game? Um, it is published on Steam. So head over to your favorite Steam app and get it there. It is also available on. Switch. They do have a Discord site. Head over to their Discord. They're also on Facebook and Twitter. So in Novalands, I'm sure you've been creating lots of biofuel and lubricant in glasses. But what do you have in your glass at home? Well, I switched over to Verde Brewing Scotch Ale. So it's a tiny little brewery in Camp Verde, Arizona. Uh, They brew on site. They just started canning, so I was able to take some home. And uh, it's it's good. I mean, it's nice and bready. It's got uh, nice caramely malts to it, No, next to no hot flavor. I mean, a pretty good offering for a Scotch Ale. What about you? Nice. I am sticking with Great Lakes because I brought back so much of it from Ohio. This time I'm on a Burning River Pale Ale. I'm usually not that big on pails, but this is a quite tasty one. Pretty mild, quite citrusy, a little bit piney. Uh, It's a a classic. It is indeed. It's one, one of my favorites, but I like most of what Great Lakes has put out over the years. They do good work. They do indeed. So outside of bringing home some great licks, uh, what have you guys been playing lately? Anything new? Well, I was out in Ohio. Kamal and I got to play some Eclipse, which is a board game. Very enjoyable space board game. I would highly recommend it if you're into that sort of thing. Uh, At least three players are pretty much required for it. There is a two-player version, but it's not nearly as fun. But it plays uh, up to six, usually. That's a good one. Uh, Digitally, I've been playing a fair bit of Pokemon Legends Arceus. I got that for the Switch for my birthday, which happened recently. I'm older than I'd like to admit. And (laughs) yeah, I've 
I had heard a lot of bad things about that one initially, a lot of bugs and performance issues, but I've been enjoying it so far. Haven't played super deep into the game, but it's a nice mix mix up of the Pokemon style gameplay. That's a little more open world, a little bit less just like repetitively fighting monsters. You, know, you creep up on them and throw balls at them without getting into fights and uh, yeah, I, I think it's a pretty cool game that I'd like to see them expand on in the future. How about you, Chris? Well, I was playing Autonauts pretty heavy for a while and then uh, fired up the Steam Deck. I wanted to see how the emulators were working, knowing that I'm going to be doing some traveling here soon. And uh, emulator games are great for the airplane because they really extend your battery life. So I actually was doing a lot of Grancers before working through that racing game again. It's a PS2 game that plays flawlessly on, on the Steam Deck through the emulator. Um, so working on that. Uh, Vampire Survivors came out with the new DLC, and that took me all of about three hours to finish that off. Um, so didn't really get too far into that one. And then let's see, uh, just looking at my Steam library, my recent games, uh, fired up No Man's Sky as well. I know that's a, it's a Steam verified game, so it actually plays, you know, but when it released, uh, what was it, three years ago, four years ago now, it was released cross, cross-platform on the PlayStation, so it had, it's always had controller support from the beginning, so obviously it plays very well on the Steam Deck and actually doesn't run, doesn't require too many resources, surprisingly, to play it. So it's one of those I'll probably get two and a half, three hours of gameplay before I need to charge up, which isn't too bad. One one that I forgot to mention, uh, and I think you played a tiny bit of as well, was Against the Storm. Um, They had a, a big update that sort of changed the meta progression of the game. Um, but I've I played a ton of this immediately as I ratcheted up the difficulty. I've sort of fallen off on it a little bit. It's still fun, but uh, I'm just finding it a little harder to get back to. I'm, I think I'm going to fire up DSP again in the upcoming weeks because just kind of have a craving for that. And Kamal, has there been any, any downtime finishing up the, the house? to get out and get any gaming in? Uh, like I've mentioned in previous episodes, I do come back to Into the Breach every so often. Uh, I did just pre- beat it recently with the Bomber Mech Squad, uh, which I thought was... Maybe I'm just getting better at the game, but also this squad just seems super powerful, and I was able to just basically dominate every map I was on with them. They're pretty interesting tactically. I love how replayable the game is. I'm trying to beat it with every squad and get all the achievements for the squads. I'm not so interested in in getting every single achievement in the game because in order to do that, you have to beat the game three times with each squad. Oh, geez. Once after two islands, once with three islands, and once after all the islands, or something like that. So I don't care about that, but getting the achievements for each squad is interesting because they require different, different tactics, basically. It forces you to... to to use each squad according to its strengths, which I think is kind of cool. But 
usually the achievements are kind of hard to accomplish, but this one required, I'm getting into details of a game that maybe not everyone has played, but basically it required that you do something by the end of beating two islands of the five islands in the game. And I had done it within like half of the first island. It was just so easy because the, the, the squad was so uh, tactically capable. So Anyways, it's... Is that one of the newer squads? Yes. I know uh, when the game came out or a little while after, I know I 100% of the game, but then there was uh, a bunch of additions to it since then. And I, I see now that I got 100% achievements five years ago, and now I'm at 79% achievements. So Yes, it's one of the new squads. Uh, it's got a mech that can launch a bomb, which you can upgrade to launching two mobile bombs, and another mech that can swap the positions of any two units. So... Like one thing that you can do is launch a bomb onto an emerging vec and then swap its position with an enemy vec so that now that enemy is blocking the emerging vec. And then you can move the bomb onto another emerging vec. So you've just blocked two of them and uh, one of the enemies takes damage and you've kept it from doing whatever attack it was doing. It's just so powerful. Sounds neat. Sounds like a very tactically involved squad too, though. So it's not, not necessarily going to, not everybody's going to be able to master it. Yeah, probably not the best one to start with, but after you've played through a few times, uh, you'll see the the possibilities. Interesting and wish listed at the same time. End of the Breach is one of my favorite games of all time. I need to check it out. Yeah, that turn based. Uh, well, what what game was it we played a lot? Uh, Blight is that was that the name of it? Yeah, Blight of the Immortals. Blight of the Immortals, very tactful multiplayer. Uh, yeah, that game was uh, definitely one of the more difficult ones. That I've played, especially when we played it on the harder settings, requires a lot of a lot of brain power. Almost sounds like we need to get something going with that again. That would be fun. Thanks for joining us tonight. If you have any suggestions for us, please let us know. Feel free to join us on our Discord server where we talk about automation and factory games, ask questions about game mechanics, and discuss upcoming releases. Or head over to our website, bottleneckgaming.com, and check out the games database. We'll see you next time. As always, the factory must grow.